Adventure Pants is intended for a mature studio audience. Any views espoused in the following podcast are held solely by the speaker and are not intended to be anything more than a joke. After all, this is just for fun. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to Adventure Pants number four, the one and only podcast sprung forth from the crinkly gray matter that is Triplano's brain. With me this week is friend of the show and hysterical storyteller Chris Long. Good to be here. And I believe the story we're going to hear today involves aquatics in one way or another, which is a first for uh, the show here. Chris, uh, why don't you jump right to it? My family, we own a, uh, a house up in the Poconos, and there's a small lake. Very relaxing time, but not usually too adventure-filled. Uh, but one more, time, more of the leisure and cocktail type relax. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's a, a chill out next to the lake, maybe do a little light swimming. Well, one particular time, uh, me and a good buddy of mine, uh, uh, Jose and I, we go up there. Uh, more people are going to be joining us for the weekend. We head up slightly early, as, as are my parents. And... We're all up there, and it's we want Jose and I. We're looking for a bit of an adventure. We have a look, looking for a little bit of flair. So we go. There's the uh, the Delaware River runs right through there, and we're thinking we have a canoe at the lake. Maybe we could uh, pull the find a way to strap the the van itself doesn't have a roof rack proper, but maybe we can find a way to strap this thing to the top of the van. Sure. So we're, we're like hemming and hawing with ideas, and we end up we decide we're going to go tubing down the Delaware River. I mean, I've seen like they have like the inflatable whitewater rafts. Right. I, I've never done this. I mean, I've gone tubing in a river where there's like a, you know, a guided, here's the where you go. Uh, but I've never done just a random section of river. I explained this plan to my parents and they freak out. Yes, but of course. My mom, well, my mom freaks out. We convinced my dad to let us do this somehow. I'm not exactly sure how that went down. But. I can see that happen. Having met your dad a few times, I can see him being talked into the adventure. So, oh, and the other thing is, so to, to go tubing, you need tubes, presumably. Yes. Well... So we have one that's like of decent quality that is probably going to hold up for a trip like like this. your your truck inner tube type yeah like an inner tube you know throw your butt in it and then and so the idea is we need at least two for him and I and something to carry a couple of beers because it's it's not a tubing adventure without beers I mean you need just a, a rational amount of beers twenty to thirty per person is what we're thinking here indeed well yes so. What we end up doing, so we have one that would kind of work. So we're like, okay, well, we definitely need to go find an inner tube. So we spend this morning grailing around looking for another inner tube. And the choices are at like, you know, there's a couple of bigger lakes nearby, and they have like these giant inflatable for design to be pulled behind boats. Yes. That are like, you know, seventy to eighty dollars. And then they have like they're like insanely durable, like yeah, and they have like the, the canvas the thing type. where it's like the rope is attached to the inner tube. It's like this giant monstru- monstrous assembly. Yeah. So. That, that's clearly not what we're looking for. And the other alternative is, you know, smaller, like, you you would feel unsure necessarily about having them in a baby pool. That's how flimsy <laughs> they are. It's got, like, a little rubber duck head on yeah. the front of it <laughs> and little wings on the sides. I was going to say, I, if, if that was an option, I would have taken <laughs> But, so, we end up, and we're like, okay, so we have one decent tube that'll probably hold up, and then, I don't, we don't really want to spend $80. Okay, let's spend 8 on the cheap one. 
but that doesn't seem like a good idea. Okay, let's buy, let's spend, let's let's splurge and buy two. So if something <laughs> happens wrong with it, uh, you know, won't be able to make do. You're going to be floating down the river with attitude, trying to inflate a second yeah, one. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> so, oh boy. So, so anyway, oh, and then they have like a little, uh, like they have a smaller. We have a small cooler. We, don't, we didn't bring a full-size cooler, which might have been a mistake, but we have this tiny little cooler, and we think we need a cooler for that. So there's literally a baby float. Like, the it's, <laughs> it, it, like the bottom sinks in like a child swing with the two <laughs> leg holes. <laughs> and the cooler, which we had in the van at the time, and we tested it out, fit right in. It was perfect. <laughs> so we, we spent under $20 on flirtation devices. And if you're going to float down a river you've never floated before with no guidance, you don't want to spend more than $20. Yeah, well, clearly. I mean, are there rapids? I don't know. <laughs> like, is it is, is the water level high enough for us to do this safely? I have no idea. Are there large rocks? Things that can eat us? No, I mean, like, there's a road that kind of goes relatively nearby, so I've seen a lot of sections of the river in this vicinity, but... Is it, this is a good time of year for this? I don't know. <laughs> I've yeah, I mean, eyeballed it over the course of 10 years and made this evaluation. Yeah, so vaguely. Yeah, so, so that's anyway. So this, <laughs> this is the level of knowledge we're going into this trip with. None. So, in, yeah. in case anyone missed that part, <laughs> the level of knowledge is none. None okay. knowledge. So None knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so we start. So there's like a bridge relatively that crosses the Delaware relatively near where our house is. And then the river flows down, if you're familiar with the area. Um, and then it. Like the road goes up. There's a section of road that looks like a uh, a car commercial. It's okay. called Hawk's Nest. It's in New York. Those kind of like switchbacks. Yeah, yeah there's like little like like kind of like little stone wall or like curves around the edge. Okay. Of a, I mean, a cliff is a bit of a grandiose yes. term. It's in you know southern New York, but it, it very steep. And and then eventually it, the road comes back down into a little town called Port Jervis. Okay. So there's a, a stretch of area, and and it's at any given time the road is pretty close to the river. So it's like. How long is this trip going to be? We, like, we have an idea of where to put in. It it's basically right near where we start, like where that bridge is where, that I first mentioned. You know, how far do we go down the river? Well, how, how long is it appropriate to spend in the water? How yeah. long is that even going to take? Yes. I, I, I don't even know if this is traversable water, let alone <laughs> like how fast the water speed is. So we're going to go for a time. So, regard, yeah, so it's regardless so like normally you would pick a destination point it was just like you know what i'm gonna put my phone and like take the battery out uh you know turn it off and when it feels like it's time to go i'll call my parents to pick us up and hopefully i will have cell reception (laughs) which is which is a dicey gamble in this area because this is sort of the no man's land between new york new jersey and pennsylvania yeah yep and 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 a cell signal is is, if you're you're getting edge network you should be happy about it up in this area it is not it is not the most technologically cell phone advanced area of the country precisely and and nor do i have the greatest cell phone reception to begin with yeah but regardless we're not going to be dissuaded and it's one of those each each like little bump of like this is probably a bad idea just makes us all the more gung ho of like well it'll work it's not gonna kill us we'll yes. be fine whatever so anyway we we take our our three rafts yeah two of only the the the, the decent one oh we decide to uh keep the the best one we deflate the best one okay and we both start on the two crappy ones <laughs> so this is this is the plan <laughs> and then. The, so uh, the the backup tube is the best tube. Yeah. So okay. like so if, if worst comes to worst, we know we have a decent option. Okay. So this is how because it's like because otherwise we have to decide which one of us gets the good tube and which one of us gets the crappy tube. Right. Like, no, let's start at the base level of everything sucks. Yes. So so we have our two crap tubes because because anything is better if everyone is at the same level of misery. I find. Yeah. No, it feels it it it's, it's more it feels more democratic. Yes. Exactly. We end up 
so we, we you know we we fill up our baby t- thing and it has a small cooler in with a couple of beers and of course I'd only brought beers in glass bottles. Also, the the naturalist in me clearly <laughs> recommends that as a good idea. Yeah, you want to finish your beer and then huck it into the river where it can cause as much damage as possible. Yeah, no, I, ideally hitting an endangered species yeah, in the if process. You, if you can kill a condor on the way into smashing the bottle, that's what you want to do. If you can take out a family of condors with your six pack. That's all well, about it. Well, no, what you don't want to do is hit them while it's in the nest, so you get the eggs, too. <laughs> you that's, get the babies. You just wipe out a generation. The, it's a <laughs> combo point. But anyway, so we set in. Oh, and the other thing is, so we have an idea of where we're going to set in, but there's no, like, inner tube launch. Right. So what you know, what the smart person would do is maybe find somewhere where there was something like that. No, we just trespassed. <laughs> we cut across somebody's yard and into the river. Because, so we had to launch pretty quick, so just in case somebody I'm, came I'm out. picturing an elderly couple watching, like they're having tea, and they're, they're looking at the back window, and they see you two running by with all these tubes and a cooler and a tube, and being like, quick, they're going to find us. Right, well, it was rural enough that I was pretty sure we would be able to get launched into the river before the cops came, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if we'd get launched in the river before we got shot. So... <laughs> So and rural enough that that's a possibility. Yes. We picked we, we we picked what looked like a pleasant enough house. And, yes, and we got away we got away unscathed. Yes, so bravo for us. <laughs> so we go we put in with the vague idea of we'll call you eventually to my parents. So we launch in and it's a pretty nice day. Yeah, um, early summer. Uh, I want to say like maybe beginning of June and probably like low 80s. Well, and we go in and we're floating and we're like, it's a pretty leisurely thing. You don't have to do a lot of paddling. We're not moving at a great clip, but it was, it turned out to be a great plan. And it kept being like, you know, like, and we had some food packed with us also in the little baby some snacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how's the water temperature at this point? The water temperature is chilly, but okay. Okay. The sun's beating. It's a very sunny day. Very okay. bright. Um, and it, so it's, it's cool. And we, like and we're just shooting the shit. I mean, it's. I'm sorry, it's a family. Yeah, show. you know, you can we, you can say whatever you want. Butter yes, and... no, you can say whatever you like. Don't worry, don't worry. So, There's a disclaimer. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. So and we're bull doo doo buttering and just flowing down. You know, back and forth, just swapping man stories, swapping stories that are way too girly to admit to here. Yes. Because we're we're dudes in touch with our feelings and all that. Sure. Happy happy horse duty. But uh, so. And we're going, and it's a blast. And we, we somewhere we stop for food, and it's just like one of those. Should we probably get out and maybe call my parents or check in. It was like, eh, we're fine. Let's just keep going. Sure. So at one point we legitimately eat lunch, and I, you know, I reassemble the cell phone. I was like, okay, I gotta check in. Yeah. No, no reception. Of, of course. course. Of course. So it's just like, well, um, should we like? I don't like because it's like there's not even a point to like trying to get out. Like, right. And it's like, well, do I leave my cell phone assembled and hope that you know. I get like I check it while I'm floating down the river. It's like no, I'm gonna disassemble it and keep going. Well, so we do this, and it's it's literally hours that we're just floating down the river. Okay. And it it's starting to, I mean, dusk is still a ways off, but it's starting to get a little cooler. Yada yada. Now, what, yada. What, what time did you launch? Oh my god, is it morning say, or early afternoon? I want to say it was probably right around twelve thirty. Okay. I want to say it was definitely or, or noonish. Okay. Noonish in that ballpark. Yeah. So it, we had been out on the river for hours, hours and hours. Um, at this point, and it's starting to get a little cooler. I reassemble the cell phone two or three times. Not like not even like the one flickering bar, like where it has like the no bars, like maybe it's thinking about having a bar. Yeah. Legitimate X the whole time, every time I turn my phone on. Nope. Nope. Not having it. So the uh so we're we, we keep on cruising and eventually so like I have this idea of this area that I mentioned earlier, the the hawk's nest, and it's like wouldn't it be cool? And it's like 
I think that stretch of road between where we started and where Hawk's Nest is, is and actually the where we started to the town of Port Jervis is about 12 miles. So Hawk's Nest is maybe around 10 miles. Okay. And we're like, wouldn't it be awesome if we got all the way to Hawk's Nest? So like in our stupid, stupid, slightly alcohol-addled brains, we decide this is our goal. So we're just floating down the river, and it's like every time it like bends, we're like looking into the distance, like just hoping that we'd see like these like little rocky outcropping bridge or uh, like the roads where you can see the little rock wall of where it's you know winding around through the sight of your goal. Yes, the, the off in the distance, raised up, and like so we're we're floating down and. I don't know why, but we kept singing "Just Around the River Bend" by uh, <laughs> from the Disney movie Pocahontas. Yes, yes, because we're manly dudes, and so and at this point, it's now starting like it's dusk is hitting, and the water is starting to get legitimately cold. Yeah. So now it's like it's gone from a leisurely float down the thing to a feat of man strength, and there's like we're and you know our our beverages, our food is all gone, and we're like every once in a while you you. From the, as a residual from that, we have to go to the bathroom, and there's some brief respite from the cold where we, sitting in our tubes, urinate on ourselves <laughs> and get to, get to, you know, it's, uh, don't judge. I'm not <laughs> no, judging. I'm just thinking of, like, the, the saddest possible. You're so cold that literally peeing on yourself is a respite. No. And well, then that is instantly chilled by the, no, by presumably well, the, the well, surrounding I mean, you're like, you're in the water, though, like, on, on some level. And, oh, it gets so bad to the point of, like, we were so cold that if one of us had to pee, the other one would come nearby <laughs> on the off chance that there would be... I was just going to make a joke about you peeing on each other. Not, but no, you actually did. No, just... I mean, we, it's not like we... Let's not, let's not make it, it weird. like that. Okay. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> we didn't pee on each other. We peered, peed in the vicinity of each I other. I see. Adjacent. Shared, we, it was pee adjacent. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. I'm letting this be recorded. All right. So, oh. And the other thing is, as I mentioned... I gotta pee. Hang on, let me paddle I totally closer. don't know. I, I totally should have thought about the chronology of this a little more before I started. That's okay. But the uh, so the tubes, these two crappy tubes. One of them gives out completely. Okay. Mine gives out completely. I'm a big fat guy in a tube. It it wants nothing to do with it. It's not salvageable. Whatever. So we inflate the other tube, and now I'm fine. No, is this like in the afternoon, or is this after? This is like in the transition. Okay. So like like my, during like the day. Pretty pretty early. It was it was it wasn't early early, but it was like. We were fine. Okay. So at the point where it starts getting cold and th- the trip starts becoming unpleasant, Jose's tube also starts giving out. Okay. So we periodically have to, like, one or both of us will, like, get out of the tube and go over to his and try to reinflate it as we're floating down the river. Okay. So, so for again, point of reference with the tube thing, we've gone tubing at the in, in West Virginia where they have nice fancy tubes for you. I've gone twice and both times I've had a tube inflation I- issue where I had to quickly blow the tube back up before we turned it in. So tubes and rivers, well, they will pop regardless of situation. And you have the cheap tube, which makes it even worse. Well, I mean, up until this point, I had had good tube luck. Yeah. Well, this it and. It, and even so, it was the trip still was working, but it was, I, like I said, it, it makes the transition into feet of man, and then it's like that it becomes a challenge, and and the fact that it's failing makes it better. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Eventually, as we're going periodically urinating on ourselves and or uh, jumping <laughs> out to reinflate tubes. Yeah. Great. Uh, so we get to the point where we can see Hawk's Nest. Like, coming up, and it's like, this area that I'm talking about is maybe like a half mile stretch at most. Okay. Well, the problem with Hawk's Nest being the goal is the road is like 300 yards straight up from the river. Up this cliff up that this you were cliff, referring to. Yeah. yeah, so it's not like, 
like so it's like yay we're here now what so the on the other side of the river like it's like way far in from a road so that's not even helpful so it's we uh and i'm assuming you guys are probably in bathing suits t-shirts and flip-flops on on this adventure no, just bathing suits. Oh, okay. Just bathing suits. So, I have I think I think we I think I had a t shirt for each of us in the bag that we had. Okay. Um but it's soaked. But so you certainly not... don't have the footwear required to scale cliffs, I'm assuming. Uh, not, you don't have your hiking boots no, in no, there. No, definitely definitely not appropriate. There might have been flip flops in there too. Okay. I don't think we did a pair of foot. Come on, we thought ahead. But even <laughs> even the flip flops I'm using is like the worst possible scenario of like, oh now I have to climb a cliff in flip flops. Yeah. So long story short, okay, and at this point it's literally getting dark and it's just well do we keep going? Because I, I know eventually the road will get closer, but I don't know how far down the road that happens. It's like, but like it's getting dark, and I was like, it, you know, during the day felt fine, and the water level, everything that we, a lot of the things we were worried about when we first started out, not a big deal. But floating down a river at night with no light, probably not all that safe. Not what you want. So we decide we're going to put out, and it's like it's really steep but manageable, and it's not like a sheer face. It's like maybe at a, uh, you know, where zero is straight up at like. 30 degree angle. So okay. it's, like, it's climb and there's lots of trees and things to grab onto. So we put up, we pull out of the water and now it's like literally turning dark. Oh, that's the other thing is we're worried about trying to get up to the road and it's like right at the cusp of actual darkness okay. at this point. Oh, and also I had no contact with my parents all day long. So you're probably eight hours ish, seven hours ish. Um, from noon till darkness at that time of year, I would say we were about eight hours in okay. and about 10 miles deep. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> no contact with mom and dad. No, they have so no I don't idea. know how we're going to find them or yeah. what. We're both tired and exhausted and freezing. So maybe we're going to have to hitchhike to town or <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows at this point? But right now is let's get out of the river. So hitchhike we end up on one of the one car per 12 hours that comes by, by the way, in the town that you're referring to. Yeah. So, oh man. So, so we, we get out, we quickly deflate the tubes as best we can. We jam what we have in the backpack, you know, divide up the thing like we have to carry a cooler with us as well yeah i mean it's small but you know that's filled with glass bottles because we <laughs> actually did refrain from throwing them at condors <laughs> that's despite our, despite our best efforts. but you've both got significant weight to scrabble yes. up a hill and, with. yeah and it's like and it's like through heavy underbrush at a really steep angle so and we just start climbing <laughs> like kicking dirt in each other's faces and it's like like i said hundreds of yards like almost straight up and we get to the top and we emerge into somebody's like landscaped backyard. <laughs> There's like a uh, like a, a, a like a like a, a railroad tie constructed barrier for a flower bed, and this is where we end up. And, and the like, two saddest gophers on earth pop their heads up over the back of it. Yeah, they had never seen such a thing. <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing that so early on when I said we we were trespassing and launched in a house where it was like. It's pretty low price, low option of us getting shot. Yeah. This particular house, I mean, I mentioned we, we got into a sculpted backyard, yeah. but very deep woodsy. Sure. I, I didn't quite get that same, like, it's an elderly couple and they're probably going to be cool kind of uh, issue. It it's was one Jeff of those. I was afraid like, to come to shine still. Like, these people have never seen people trespassing in their yard. <laughs> Let's just say that. They're, like, who, who, who would have ever done that? Why would they be there? They're up to no good. And the door kicks open. So... It was like one of those, like, do we, do we run? Does, that, does running make it better or worse? Do we walk with our hands up? Like, <laughs> do we announce our presence or clap like it's a bear? You're already surrendering before they even leave the house. Like, I have nothing of yours. <laughs> Please don't shoot me. You can Please. have, literally, I'll just leave the bag. <laughs> There's a bunch of glass bottles in it. It's fine. 
So, Kill a condor. So anyway, we go up. We cut through the yard. The security light comes on when we're as we like hit the edge of their driveway. Mm-hmm. I think at that point we run because <laughs> you know I'm in my mid twenties and why shouldn't I be scared out of my mind? Of course. So we do it. We get up to the street. Somewhere in there, I eventually like my cell phone is now low on battery, but I have like the flaky one bar. I call my house. My mom is beyond like. She's so like she was like she had gone through a full spectrum of grief. Like <laughs> I think at this point I was calling from beyond the grave. So that's how upset she is that I haven't called. It's like she's, she's like cry yelling. She was she was so sure that I was dead. It's like she's almost happy, but she's still furious. It's it was like a thousand emotions just jammed together, and I'm just and through this. And my dad apparently has been out for hours just driving around looking for us. <laughs> Beyond, beyond our knowledge because clearly we're dead right? yeah i mean that's the only option the only option is you're so dead. i i i cannot get a consistent connection with my mom but i don't have like because i have hardly any reception sure so i what ends up happening and i and my parents don't have cell reception where they are so i can't even text so what i end up doing is call, texting somebody else the details for them to call my mom <laughs> <laughs> from a more stable phone yes <laughs> so uh it was my girlfriend at the time i was like okay uh, like so i was text i was shooting out texts of like tell my mom exactly this like, <laughs> about how to pick us up where the heck are you? it's like a ransom note being read to your mother at that point <laughs> like we're being held hostage they have the gun and all of the glass bottles you need to bring five thousand dollars in unmarked bills yeah. Well, really, at this point, I'm just trying to explain what random stretch of road that we're on <laughs> in the middle of, you know, Bumble F, New York. Yes. That one road with the turn on it. Yeah. So it's like, and it's like, and this is going through, as I said, via text through an intermediary. So there's a little bit of trouble with the uh, translation. You don't say. I know. Shocking, right? Eventually, at some point along the, like, we, as we're walking, a, uh, 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 my dad's. I see my dad's car pass. Oh, and at this point, it's full on dark after yeah. we've ascended the hill, and we're walking in the direction of the bigger town. But yeah. it's still a ways off. We don't know how far, and we're still carrying a crap ton of weight. Journeying after the ride, after the trip was over, was not part of our original envisioning. Of, of course this not. You're like, we're gonna tube, we're gonna hop out, and just jump right in the van. Exactly. And there'll be like Coco waiting for us <laughs> or something. Yeah, no, that's not how it worked. At one point. I see my dad's car and it like like but I don't notice it that it's him until he's like by us because it's not like a super slow road. It's yeah. people whizzing by. I like and I like start waving as the as because it's dark like the, as the tail lights are disappearing and I'm yeah. like oh crap. So about 200 yards he stops and like he like turns into a driveway and turns around and then like comes back and then like almost pass like he almost passes us and eventually stop and like and, I get, and we make eye contact and he stops. And we shortly after this, you know, after he after getting yelled at, of course, first of all, <laughs> he lays into us about how dare I, you know, all these things. Did he even let you get in the car first? And no, he just start yelling at you on no, the side it was of the like, road. He, like I, I don't, I think he might have even jumped, like because he had come back. I yeah. think he might have even parked on the other side, and like. I don't remember. I'm not physically intimidated by, by my father in most general cases, but I was worried in this moment. And, <laughs> He's just gonna knock you back down the hill <laughs> into the river. I probably would have been justified. Oh, absolutely justified. But it was just, I, <laughs> <laughs> just one big right hand down he goes. Yeah, it was like, down goes Frazier. But the so he's laying into me, and I, in my brain, I'm like, I what did I do wrong? I did everything. <laughs> I I called as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, that wasn't good enough. No. Uh, so 
Regardless, we get out, we get in the thing. I find out my mom, like, as I kind of got through the garbled mess, is about every emotion possible. So sure. it's going to be a, a, a delightful homecoming. She's going to hug you us. and then hit you across the face. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, she's going to hug me with a knife. <laughs> oh, man. So. Get you in the ribs, gladiator yeah. style. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is, this is, so when he had turned around, he had not seen us. He just, like, he was just trolling this stretch of road and just happened to turn around. Wow. <laughs> that is the sheer blindest luck I've ever heard. Yes. No, I, and if he had passed, it would have been another 20 minutes or so until we had seen him again. So, <laughs> hooray! <laughs> that is awesome. Or if that little loop had happened prior. Sure. And Because apparently the the... the Translation back from my mom to my dad also wasn't working well with cell reception. Oh, so okay. The whole thing was a communications disaster. And the funny thing was, it it seemed like it was a horrible thing. Jose and I had a blast. Like, there's <laughs> not one piece of that trip we would have changed. <laughs> well, maybe the one. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe the one. Perhaps the sh- we're perhaps moving the- on. <laughs> we'll take care of that in post. No. So, hi Okay. So, yeah, but it was a blast. So we have to deal with kind of. Because we want to, like, talk about how awesome our day was. Yeah. And my parents are ready to murder us. <laughs> so. <laughs> you have to do that thing where you pretend not to be excited about what awesome thing just yeah, happened. No, so we had to reconcile those two emotions. That was the hardest part of the trip. Was recon- <laughs> the second hardest part of the trip <laughs> was reconciling those two. The hardest part of the trip, not the communications <laughs> breakdown, climbing up the hill, trespassing. No, it was afterwards pretending not to think it was and maybe, awesome. And maybe running after the security light came on. That was kind of unpleasant. Because there's no way to run stealthily with a cooler full of glass bottles. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. <laughs> and your flip-flops flip-flapping all the way down the road. No, we're we're master criminals. Uh, clearly. <laughs> clearly. They're lucky they kept their television and valuables with yeah. you two on the case. Suck that, Azalea. Yeah, exactly. Tromping all over your garden. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the ridiculous tubing tale. That is, took that way is too pretty long. fantastic. How long, how long before mom and dad start, started to want to kill you? Wait, before they, they before, stopped like, wanting to kill Yeah, me? yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I like, phrased zero, that poorly. Zero minutes. <laughs> zero <laughs> Immediate. Immediate. They're like, I'm so happy you're safe. Now you're dead. <laughs> no. Uh, How long before they, before they like, you know... Well, it was good because, like I said, we were looking to have an adventure to fill the day. Yeah. When, and then other guests were coming the following day. Mm-hmm. So... They had that one night to be pissed, and then they had to put the happy face on oh, people were coming to visit. They had so, to be idea super I happy people. Was, I wish that was premeditated <laughs> as part of the plan, but actually, in hindsight, I probably should not have done that, you know, but never mind. I'm in, I was in it to win it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, this, the second piece of the show is where I ask uh, my guests some, some hypothetical questions. Mostly cold from the internet. You may have heard some of these before. You've definitely heard at least a couple from from various uh, parties and such we've attended. But the first one is you are locked into a cage. Shape, not really not really uh, relevant here. But you're locked in a cage. You can't get out except to win or die. You can either fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses. Oh, my gosh. See, I'm really conflicted on this because it was it was relatively recently. Like, it's like, like was it a camp riding a horse or whatever? Yeah. At one point, but it was a while ago. I was next to this giant stallion, and it, like, you know, I'm I'm a grown ass man, and I'm standing next to this thing that like my shoulder like barely crests its like leg height. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, this thing like I, I'm happy that this this horse is content right now because it could literally murder me. Oh yeah. So I'm picturing a duck of like any like just. It's like a wall of flesh. I could like sprint at it and you know just full on blast it in the side, and it would like 
it would just be mildly annoyed. Quack at you at a this little. point. Well, I, I, in, in horse mode. In uh, yes. So okay. So a duck is even like wider for that height. So just the sheer volume. I'm I'm gonna have to. So even though the horses themselves were intimidating, I'm gonna go for the tiny horses because I feel like at least my 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 uh my strikes might have individual impact. I might okay. get, I might get a couple of them before they take me okay. down. Okay. Okay. What is in your mind the greatest fictional vehicle? Not limited to cars, any vehicle from any fiction. Oh man. Your your ideal fictional vehicle. Is this like Oh, there's so many ways to take this. Is, let's frame this a little better. Now, is this in its own universe or is this like right here right, right here? Now. So like if I was to acquire this in my life as me. Yes. Oh my god! You get the Starship Enterprise, and you can gallivant across the galaxy, or you oh. get whatever it is. You know what? I'm not even that familiar with the series, I, like, except for the popular nerd culture. But I think the TARDIS, the time traveling universe okay. spanning, I can go wherever I want, whenever I want. Yes, yes. And it's a lot bigger on the inside. It I, is. I think. It is. I've never seen an episode. It is a lot bigger on the inside. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with that. My vague nerd knowledge of the TARDIS. Okay, from Doctor Who. All right, sounds good. Uh, if you were to found a country, you get you get an island. It's it's Christopia, Chris Land, whatever you want it to be. You then qualify. You then decide to participate in the next Olympics. What is the song? It has to be a currently written song. What is the song that plays in the arena as you parade around with the flag of Christopia? Is it, is it just me? It's, it's well, yeah, it is just you. It's you. You own a private island, and because you're the sole citizen, you are the Olympic representative. So you get to pick whatever event it is, but you 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 show up as the just like the League of Nations where you wave, and and that's you're walking around with your flag. So like. <laughs> Why am I there? What am I competing in? <laughs> that that we am are, I competing in everything. Whatever you choose, <laughs> you, you represent your country. You, you can you can. There's some pre-qualifying. I don't think I, I don't think so. Through? I think if you're your own sovereign nation, they just let you in. You don't have to. You don't <laughs> have to qualify. I'm pretty sure. I am obviously an expert on the Olympics, so I think we could trust right, that so I know what, what I'm talking about. Currently written song is is Chris. Christopia's national anthem. Yeah, or the you know the Republic of Chris, whatever you whatever you choose. Donkey Butt by 12 Gauge. <laughs> Final answer. Excellent. Excellent. I hope that you medal so we can hear it twice. Not just in the opening, but also when you're on the medal stand. If you don't know it, look it up right now. I'll, I'll drop it in there for you. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> taking away all of the cool superpowers, things like flight, invisibility, uh, you know, x-ray vision, things that would greatly improve your life. What marginal superpower would you like to have? So it's something that makes your life a little bit better, but not so much that you can like quit your day job necessarily. Oh jeez. Um. So wait. So what is like left? Like, it, it has, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be one from the X Men. It could be whatever you choose. So uh, people have said things like, um, uh, mine that I always go to is I would like to have theme music. I could just snap my fingers, and immediately I know this That's situation. That's a lot of donkey butt for me. It though. is so much donkey butt. It's just I'm endless. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just need to correct you. I need to make sure you're aware. It is not donkey butt with an O. It is donkey, donkey butt. Donkey butt. Okay. With a, with Excuse a me. I, I will have to apologize to 12 Gauge. I'll make sure I include that in the beginning all, all of the podcast. The, all, all, all me, the only 12 Gauge fan. <laughs> the, single, the single 12 Gauge fan. All right. So my marginal superpower, there's... Actually, uh, and because I don't know why I know this, because I'm not a big comic book fan, but there is actually an X-Men, and I think it was in 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 the world of X-Men, it was the most worthless power. But it's a guy I believe his name is Longshot. You're gonna have you're gonna have a bunch of nerds. People angry. are so angry so already. I know about this from a wiki when I, when I think when I was looking up before. And X -Men by a wiki, 3 and by a out. wiki, you probably mean a cracked article. No, literally, it was a cop. Like, cause I was like, 
I was I was like uh, X Men Three was coming out, and I was like, I don't remember these X Men from the cartoon. Oh, Who the heck are these people? <laughs> they clearly don't exist if they were the X Men cartoon. Right, exactly, because that's some child of the '90s. So, I I see this, and I'm like, and then like I just start, start finding obscure stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, comics are borderline. This is this is about as ridiculous as they can be. Well, anyway, there's an actual X Men, or was at some point, or maybe he wasn't. Yeah, whatever. But his name was Longshot. Okay, and his power was he could slightly affect probability. Now, in a fight, it was like, I guess, he could, like, make it... Like, if somebody flipped a coin, and, like, Longshot used his superpower, he could make it slightly more likely that he would win. Okay. So, or that he that it would be heads. So... But not not guaranteed. Like, it, it wouldn't, like, he wouldn't, like, be able to affect the coin. It was just, like, it, literally his power was to slightly affect probability. So the odds the odds are in his favor, and that's yes, it. Okay. Yes, yes, exactly. So I feel like that would be just a really great, like... So it's almost like the power of luck, yes. if you will. Okay. You know, there's an old phrase, I'd rather be lucky than good. Yeah. So, so you're just always lucky. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I feel like I could get away with it. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. I, now, were you to take that superpower, your, your increased luck, and then decide to fight crime, you're like, I'm empowered, I have to fight crime. What fictional sidekick would you take to tag along <laughs> with you? Oh, my God. Doesn't have to be a superhero sidekick, just anybody's sidekick from any, any media. I would take... But it has to be an actual sidekick. Yeah, character. you can't you can't take a, a character. It has to be a sidekick. You can't take Batman, but you can take Robin. Wants Robin. Nobody. <laughs> Not even Robin wants Robin to be his own sidekick. Oh, I feel like Robin. I don't have any real powers. You're gonna have to rescue yourself. <laughs> you're you're just gonna get killed a lot by the Joker. There's gonna be like a revolving door of Robins. No. Um. Let's see. I feel like something that would complement my. I'll go with uh I'll go with Watson the an intellectual to okay help, uh to find ways to apply my, my okay. newfound gift all right that's an interesting crime fighting duo luck and intelligence uh if you could stop one invention from from being created. hold on I need to, I want to interrupt there for a second I think that is the perfect crime fighting no duo. I wasn't that saying is... that I wasn't saying that to poo poo I said that's an interesting combo <laughs> of luck and intelligence the two things you need to, to do cri- actual crime it's solving. a pretty good sleuthing team you're not going to be out like fighting you know uh, the green goblin or whatever but like for a regular police issue you're you're set you have a great think, career ahead of you as pretty uh, sure that's actually currently four crime dramas currently on television. <laughs> yes psych for sure is pretty much that and uh, and criminal minds or not criminal minds is, is that the one with this like psych but not psych I don't know okay they're all, they're all the same show yes but. they are anyway no that is a legitimately good crime duo. If you could stop from happening, what would that invention be? Oh man, that's curious. Is this like a legitimate invention, like a yeah, invention more than idea? Although if if you want to go with idea, you know, or, or something less tangible, you, if you can spin it, you can have it. Okay. So if you want to call like Facebook an invention, even though it's not a product, like you could do that. That invention would be speed cameras. Speed cameras. I like it. They are the work of the devil, especially in Maryland here. Um. You are dropped into a glass thunderdome. It's 100 feet long, it's 50 feet wide, and it's covered with sand on the bottom, but not enough sand to burrow into, just enough to make it so you're not walking on glass. You can't climb the walls, obviously. You can either be dropped in with a 5-foot-tall, 150-pound naked man who wants to kill you, or... 5-foot-tall, 150-pound? Yeah, 5-foot-tall, 150 so a small man who wants to kill you, but is naked, or a toddler with a machine gun strapped to their hand. You can't reason with the kid. You can't get him to take it off. He has a machine gun. He may fire it. He may not fire but you have to be in there 24 hours. <laughs> this is dark. Yes. Uh, <laughs> does, 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 does a child look like – do I have any knowledge of his, like, 
It's is he just, like malicious? Does he have any idea what he's holding? Or no. Just like, dur, he's, dur. he's a toddler with a machine gun strapped to his hand. He has no idea what it is. He may start sque- he may squeeze the trigger and empty his clip and you don't get shot. Is, is it possible? Is it stuck to his hand? Do I know, like, is it possible to remove it? No. You are not able to remove the gun from the child's hand. Oh. You can try to attack the child, but you can't take the gun <laughs> out of his hand. I'm a little curious why this is a, kind of introducing the homophobia of the man. It was very important that no, the no, man be naked. No, if he's naked just so like he couldn't take his shirt off and try to strangle you oh, with it. Okay. He has no weapons at all. It's not it's it's not in no way there's no homophobia intended. He just he has nothing on him. The only he can hurt you with his fists and hands or he could bite you, but he couldn't fashion his pants into a, you know, a choking mechanism or, or anything <laughs> like that. He he has okay, was, No, no. No homophobia intended. <laughs> Adventure Pants as a podcast and myself are deeply loving people who has no homophobia. I was like I was like I was... It's just to make sure he has has no weapons is all okay it sounded like it was wobbly but no 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 there's okay. there's there's no there's no <laughs> sexual intent he just is going to try to kill you okay um i think i'm gonna go with the toddler okay all i if, if, after i can make that initial approach i could literally just lay down on the gun and then the toddler is rendered useless what if you start firing it while you're laying on it well then it might get hot i guess it'll be <laughs> loud as holy hell i suppose <laughs> you're gonna just lay on an ak-47 for well, a day you won't be able to pick it up <laughs> As long as the barrel is like, or just to keep a foot on, it, some body part. I just have to keep some body part on the gun to make sure that he is not able to point it in my direction. Okay. So there's the initial approach, which is a little worried. Okay, but you're, you're, I think, I, think I can do you it. You can sneak up on the toddler. And not, get the maybe gun. not sneak up so much. Maybe I'll do a little dance, entertain him. <laughs> just I'll, 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 your keys. Well, they, they, I feel like they imitate a lot, so I'll just keep my hands out to the side <laughs> on the off chance that he might do that too. And whatever you do, I'm not going to point at him. Okay, no pointing. <laughs> Okay, that brings us to our final question of the random question se- section of the podcast. If uh, you're walking down the street and and the uh, DeLorean pulls up next to you, smoke and fire and all that good stuff, Doc Brown kicks open the passenger seat and says, Chris, I have this golden ticket. I can take you to any concert, any when, any place. You tell me who you want to go see. That's interesting. See, I'm like I know a lot about music, but I don't have like a lot of like the live of the where's and the when's, and I'm sure there's some like I, f- I feel betrayed by my not having an answer to like have some epic mashup of people. Well, you could also just if there's a band that you like, you could want to see them in a certain formative yeah, period. Yeah, like exactly. I was that was and that's where I was going to go with it. Yeah, I think I would take something. There's a couple of bands I could put in here, but I might go with something like Chicago. Okay, in their formative years of like sometime before they were big, like maybe shortly after their first major album. You know, get the the girl of Buchanan Suite, and just in like a smaller venue. Like I don't know if they exactly how big they were at that time right clearly before my sure i was a glint in my father's eye but in the club era right after the first album breaks but before they're playing yeah back when people played instruments and all that yes go with yeah a lot of horns yes like horn section the whole deal yep okay cool for our third act here we touched on superheroes a bit uh in the question and answer period but uh chris as you said you don't read comics and neither do i but both of us have enjoyed most of these uh superhero runs that we've we've gone on this last um, 10 years it really at this point with uh just constant superhero movies being essentially the summer action flicks instead of it being you know sylvester stallone or whatever now we have a superhero movie every two months or month really so are you at the point yet with with superhero fatigue have you gotten to where you're starting to feel like i've had enough of this you know and this is interesting well first of all i mean there's a couple of different facets of this no i'm not at the point like i'm still enjoying it and mm-hmm. the i mean Avengers is that whole the whole thing leading up to this thing that is superhero movies now is unprecedented. Yeah, just with things like you know where we have these movies like instead of just like a trilogy of you know cohesive movies being together, which is sort of what was predated this. 
you know, with like the Harry Potters and the Marvel universe where all these movies all kind of blend together and there's crossover. It's, it, it's such a thriving environment for nerds, which yes. is always has, clearly appeals to me. But I keep saying to the people that when we talk about this, that like, like I en- I enjoy it now as an adult. Like I'm in- I'm enjoying going to these movies. I just saw Iron Man. You know, went to a special early screening of it. But had this happened when I was like ten, I think my brain would able to- would not have been able to handle it. Like I'm jealous of the ten year olds who are experiencing like like it- if if at age ten you got Iron Man and then from 10 to 13 you got iron man iron man 2 thor captain america and all of these things just like rolling to that to that point that's just absolutely incredible and then the avengers like it's just unbelievable to get such a cool love of superheroes just that everybody loves them it's not just you and your dorky friends running around with towels tied around your necks but like everybody wants to see this stuff yeah no no doubt but like so that i mean there's so there's that piece where that's like really cool but it's keeping that fresh and now that you know there's an unprecedented amount of money that that's earned. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm worried that there's kind of this bubble that's created where it becomes less about directors getting to accomplish a thing and more about studios trying to acquire that pile of money. Yeah. And that's, you know, the way the movie business ebbs and flows you, typically. Your green lanterns and the like. Yeah. But I mean, but like, even like looking forward, like I've loved all the movies leading up to the Avengers and I like, Iron Man 3 just came out. I'm excited to see that. But, you know, looking forward, it like, I, I can already feel a little bit of the fatigue. And even, like, I mean, not knowing the actual comic books, I know Ant-Man was a big deal yeah. in the Avengers. And it's almost crazy that you would try to do Avengers without yeah. Hank Pym. Pym. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, but I have no actual knowledge of Ant-Man, nor does the ability to shrink to tiny sizes and be really strong, like, really resonate with me as a person no so like it's but but to me the thing that they do with that is they have Edgar Wright directing it I'm like Edgar Wright I would watch him direct it. if he was like the phone book presented by Edgar Wright like I'm I'm there I'm there day one they hit you know Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz uh you know he's had other things that are escaping my mind at the moment but he to me is an awesome director so you want to throw a super movie superhero movie at a big nerd like that I'm in I will I'll yeah, get no your, I, I get that plane. I get that but it's the pro- th- so much of this, so many dollars go into this that even with a, a good director, studios will still be crappy and oh, yeah. demand concessions and you will end up with, you know, your, your Spider-Man 3s where you have a good director who's not allowed to do his good directing thing. Yeah. So, we, we want Venom. I yeah. don't like Venom. I don't care. Put Venom in the movie. Yeah. It's All like, right. well, change your movie so Venom is in it. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Okay. But... I don't think, by the way, while we're talking Marvel, I don't think Ant-Man is even the, the, the threshold of WTF that we're going to get to. Are you aware of Guardians of the Galaxy that has a sentient raccoon with a rocket launcher? Uh, he had a, I think he had a machine gun in the picture <laughs> I saw, but literally I His I name saw. is Rocket Raccoon. He has, it's his, he has a bazooka. Is, it, is his name actually It's Rocket, rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Someone at Marvel was really stoned, and they were listening to the Beatles, and they just heard it wrong, and they're like, that's Rocket Raccoon! No, I did see that. I actually, and uh, but also, I believe there's an Ent on that team. Yes. From Lord of the Rings. Yes, there is, a, there is a sentient tree. But that's the thing. With that one, they throw in, oh, we're casting Chris Pratt from Parks and Recreation, who I think is very interesting, and uh, has done well in dramatic roles, too. So they keep finding ways to make me not hate it. Yeah, well, I don't have a problem with edgy. It's just... It's more problem. weird. <laughs> it's let's be real. It's more weird. Yeah, I don't mean edgy like it's gonna be like dark and soul searching. <laughs> there's a there's a cartoon raccoon with a bazooka. I don't know how. I'll, I'll, but he's got one that, lock of hair over his eye and he's really sad. There's a really deep scene where he has the rocket launcher in his mouth. <laughs> he's 
trying to pull it with his little raccoon toes. He can't reach. Like, it's like, is he going to do it? You don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of angst. A little existential angst. Mrs. Raccoon left him. She went with Rocky Raccoon. She was like, I want the guy who's not a typo. I want the guy who's not a typo. So, I mean, all that aside, but to, back to the core of the act. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, see, but see, it's the, but even that, that's not. I would see that movie. If they made that movie, I would see it in theaters more than once. But not having any idea or caring what the source material was. But the I, I, there, there's going to be a point. Like I, I enjoy that, but it's, keeping it fresh is going to be hard. Yeah, the real. And I wonder as we like we were talking uh, just before we started about this summer. You know, Iron Man three came out this week, and then uh, in a couple weeks uh, is. Uh, not Star Trek, but uh, next month is, is uh, Superman, and then there's uh, the Wolverine movie, and then Thor in November. So between May and November, you've got you know five superhero movies in, in six months, four superheroes in six months. I wonder if the cumulative effect where, like, I like the Marvel ones, and I don't know about this DC one, and Wolverine I'm kind of go here, here or there with. I wonder if the ones outside of these Marvel you know, leading to Avengers 2 are going to drag down the the ones that are, be- that are better. Yeah. I mean, then you start running into the other thing. It's like I don't. I as far as I know, in comic books, every everything is connected. Just because that's where w- they, within Marvel and yeah, within well, right, right, separately. Like, yeah, you're right. Universe. So like Wolverine has been an Avenger. Spider Man's been an Avenger. So I think like does so does does <laughs> Rocket Raccoon does he live in the same world as the Avengers? Yes. Oh, Rocket Raccoon. No, that they will be part of the event. The Guardians of the Galaxy is a movie that will become the Guardians being part okay, of the, right. the Guardians. Of the, do you remember at the end of the Avengers? They had that that the purple guy. Yeah, I, I, I believe his name is Darkseed, but I might be confusing the DC. Yeah, that's DC is Thanos. Thanos. Thank you. They're the same character. Yeah. Uh, essentially, sorry to piss off Marvel nerds and, and whatnot. <laughs> you, just, you just made so many so many out. enemies. I'm gonna be getting death letters. But the the Guardians of the Galaxy fight. Thanos, so they are how Thanos connects into, like, all those pieces click together that way. Okay, now now this is a different world. Because now you're talking about the established universe and you're introducing a CGI raccoon. Into yes. It. Wait, you said Chris Pratt. Is Chris Pratt Rocket Raccoon? <laughs> no, so I'm no. Still in. He's, 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 he's a, he's a, a character called, I believe, Starman, who's kind of the leader of that band of, of Ent and Raccoon and whoever else is in it. Okay, well that's that's a whole different thing because it's like I could keep doing movies, but if they're all going to be weird and they're all going to have to exist, <laughs> it's not going to be fatigue. It's going to be suspension of disbelief <laughs> fatigue. There, Avengers two, as far as I'm aware, is going to incorporate Cap, Iron Man, uh, you know, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Ant Man, and all of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh lord! So there's gonna be like—is there gonna be a Guardians of the Galaxy precursor movie? I don't know if it's before or after, but there's definitely a Guardians of the Galaxy movie in the in the in in production. Oh heavens! Okay, well then that's a different <laughs> level of fatigue of like, <laughs> where I have to pretend like I give a crap about all of that. That's, that's gonna be what's fatigue. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering is like when when they were telling me like, all right, we've got these couple of Iron Man movies, we got a Thor, a Captain America movie, and then we're gonna give you the the, the Squish movie that all of them together. I was like, okay, well as long as one of them isn't terrible, I'll keep going, and and I. So far, so good. Well, with this one, I'm wondering if we get to the point where I have to watch the CGI raccoon or this tiny man punching people with you know the size of an ant. If I'm just gonna be like, I just what happened? To, I just want to watch Captain America and Iron Man run around. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, can't Thor just punch it? Like, can we just move on? <laughs> He's got a big hat. Like, there's so many people that could punch him. Why do we need this tiny <laughs> guy to do it? But he has a rocket launcher. <laughs> Let's send in the CGI raccoon for this problem. Well, we were talking earlier about how uh, maybe. 
that these were more family movies and less kids movies. Yeah. Maybe this is maybe maybe Rocket Raccoon gets to be the Jar Jar of the Marvel <laughs> oh, Universe. Oh gosh, oh, just what so we needed. There'll so be people walking around with his head on a pike. They'll have his head jammed on the end of a bazooka and be carrying it around comic conventions. No, so apparently Rocket Raccoon just needs an offensive ethnic voice, and <laughs> yep, and then and then and then everybody will just jump ship. That that'll be it right there. But I, that's what I wonder if with with the Marvel specifically, but like you know when it was an action movie every summer when you had your Terminators and your 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 diehards and Lethal Weapons, like there were lots of other crappy action movies that came out starring all sorts of people that went direct to DVD and some of them came to theaters. But I like I assume that John Claude Van Damme being in you know Face Off or whatever that terrible hockey movie he was in was called <laughs> Sudden Death. Sudden Death. I assume Sudden Death didn't affect box office for Die Hard too. But I wonder like if that's what's going to happen with these where people are like I'm tired of people that have superpowers like I saw Superman I don't need to see Captain America. Yeah, well I mean it depends on how deeply entrenched that idea goes. If every uh if every Bruce Willis movie required you to see every other action movie every, like three other movies that's true. to make sense that I would probably be done seeing Bruce Willis. I mean I am done seeing yes. Bruce Willis. <laughs> I'm speaking of not uh, Die Hard era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back back 20 years ago. Yeah. But like so it, but like the fact that they are all together, like I said, if Guardians of the Galaxy wanted to exist, I'd go see it. That you're gonna leverage it against these heroes that are already there. Yes. Then it becomes preposterous. Yeah. Where it- yeah. Then, then I wonder. Well, like with the Avengers, you could you. It was helpful to have seen the other movies, but they essentially built a story you didn't have to see the other movies oh, yeah, absolutely, for. Absolutely. So, but I wonder how you're gonna be able to do that when it's twelve <laughs> characters you have to have seen. Like, it's not just the the five or six, because each of the five or six people in Avengers, and having just watched it this week in preparation for Iron Man, it does a really good job of giving you, like, four minutes of explaining who each of those heroes are. Yeah. And in a two-hour movie, that's a tough thing to do. I, I mean, you do some writing. Okay, yeah. There's a, there's a CGI raccoon. How yeah. did you get there? Go. <laughs> right, yeah. So you then have to go, okay, I need four minutes on 12 people. Well, that's an hour. Yeah, but I mean, and, and as the characters get more preposterous, that becomes harder. Yes. Where it's like, okay, a god from another world showed up. Okay. You yeah. Know, like... I guess. Weird, but I'm still on board <laughs> yeah. with it. And Unless they're going to just bring in all of the Guardians as one. They're like, we need some help. And then Thor, like, blasts a signal to space or something with the hammer. Remember, should we help that one other time? And they just, they all again. pretend to know each other. They're like, oh, yay! Ant-Man! Where'd Ant-Man go? There he is! He's on the floor! Hank, why are you shrinking? It's oh, not God. time for superhero. This conversation is fatiguing. <laughs> I, I don't think I want to see any of them anymore. <laughs> Well, that's the the other thing with them that I find uh, interesting with the Marvel stuff is they're talking about how you know like Iron Man three doesn't c- kind of connects to the Avengers and then Thor two in November and Captain America in April you don't necessarily have to see all of them to to connect but watching Iron Man three there were parts of it I'm like gosh you know it'd be really helpful if you could just call Captain America yeah. <laughs> there's several pieces of this movie where it's like you know life would be a lot simpler if you just called up Thor or, or Cap or whoever and just been Dude, like movie contracts are complicated. <laughs> I know, and you can't just because otherwise you'd have twelve Avenger movies where it's like this one has Thor and Iron Man, this one has Cap and the Hulk. Doesn't at some point you'd be kill all of those characters in, in terms of fatigue. But it was watching it, you're going, gosh, like they're about to lay siege to this building. It sure would be nice if there was a giant green monster that could just kill all these people. It's okay, pretty soon we're just gonna switch to a different multiverse, and it'll be fine. <laughs> They'll just hit the first set button. Yeah. Interesting. Well, all of those uh, all of those flicks are are due out the rest of the summer, so I guess we'll have to maybe revisit once we see once we see. Thor 2 and see if we're still ready to uh, to give up on Marvel. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, being part of the podcast this week, Chris. It was awesome to have you on, and thank you for sharing your story. If you would like more Adventure Pan 
chance you can subscribe either on iTunes or Stitcher. That's right. I want to do that thing where I plug stuff. And uh, it checks out at adventurepantspod.wordpress.com for the right up to the minute information about the podcast. If you are a subscriber, you do get the episodes about 12 hours before I post the links because they sneak up early. So that's the one benefit to subscribing. And remember, kids, wherever you go, whatever you do, when you adventure, don't forget your adventure pants.